This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's erica.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com and anthony. it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at super vegan brian at nerdcaster mike at Kersey smurf erica and of course at nerdcast radio thanks for listening everyone enjoy the show welcome to Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. This is Super Vegan Brian, and I thought this morning I could have Erica as a co-host today, or I could call our good friend Senor Corbell and have him as a co-host. But then I thought... Porque no los dos? (laughs) Did, did 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 I do it? (laughs) <laughs> can, I, can i leave now have i have i done enough will you let my family go <laughs> hi guys hey how's hi. it going <laughs> i only got four hours of sleep last night and i still pulled that off what's your excuse matt <laughs> oh i don't know are, are you stressed by the hostages I mean, you know, it's kind of, eh, I mean, I, I, I've grown fond of them over the years, but, you know, what have they done for me lately? So, well, whatever. This is Nerd Podcast Radio, and we're holding them with toy laser guns. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to be hurt. No, mostly it's just like, hey, they probably need to use the bathroom at some point. So, whatever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, uh, already yes. off to a rip-roaring start. Rip-roaring. So... Today we got a fan fiction episode where we're going to talk about our fantasy mashups, our fantasy crossovers in fiction. But first... But first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You? Where everybody talks about what the nerdiest thing they did this week was, and we vote using the Mike Myler widget system. Matt, since you are our guest, you get to go first. Yes. Yes, I do. Also, before I go in there, have we just have have is there anybody that's really skilled with like create either creating music or anything like that? So that way, when you say it's time to play what's nerdy with you, it cuts away and you can have like a kind of almost like a Price is Right style theme kick in. We've been talking about that since the beginning of the podcast. And um, our musician is expensive and busy because he's actually, you know, his band is getting like serious and they're they're recording a whole lot more so he hasn't had the time um so if anybody listens makes music like has a synth or mixes things together we would love that i guess that's a good problem to have if your musician if the musician that you use is actually like rising in the ranks so you know no complaints but i'd offer to do it but i suck at audio so yeah i'm actually going to his show tonight nice excellent i was gonna say hopefully that's not your nerdy thing because if it is you jumped in line what the hell (laughs) (laughs) um so i didn't realize i was going to be on the podcast until like last night so 
I was thinking to myself, oh, crap, I've only been leading my standardly nerdy life and haven't done anything extra ordinary um, this week. <laughs> oh, God, that's great! Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I was trying to figure out how to make that word work. and yeah. Extra, extra, extra extraordinary, I think, is probably really the way that it's got to go. Um, okay, I got but, it, then. Good. Uh, but... I was saved at like the last possible second. I subscribe to a streaming service called Verve. And Verve, I don't know if have you ever, have either of you guys heard of it? Yes. I, Eric, I've told I, you about I, it. I um I watch the odds one out on YouTube. So I am very familiar with his sponsor. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Well what's nice about it, look, cause you know, originally I got it because um one of the YouTube you know, one of the YouTube channels that I watch is like, hey, you get a free month of this and it's only ten bucks a month. Um and I wanted to watch Dragon Ball Super as it's been coming out in English. Uh, and then I get to wait 13 weeks before they put 13 more episodes on, which, you know, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I load up Verve just to see, you know, I've been watching a couple series. I just finished up one. I was like, I'll find something to watch. And lo and behold, last night they put one of my long forgotten but still favorite TV shows, animated TV shows of all time on. They have Freakazoid on verve no way yes <gasps> yes so I, okay this uh, I, tell me about freakazoid because i've never seen it okay so freakazoid originally started off as a skit on animaniacs if i if my history is correct yes um basically he is kind of like i guess the best way to describe him is like proto deadpool with lot like old like less kind of bloody and dark because he's very, he's still got that like fourth wall breaking, self aware meta jokiness about him. Um, it's made first and foremost. It's done by Steven Spielberg, so right off the bat, you've got that there. And then it's also done by the WB, and this was done around the same time that they were making Batman the Animated Series. So the quality of the animation is like of Batman the Animated Series, so it looks it's really so cool. Good, yeah. And I was watching it, and just the sheer amount of just dumb jokes that they do like bill clinton's i've watched i watched like the first seven or eight episodes bill clinton has been in about four of them um not actually him obviously but you know uh and they just uh, there are just bits where they cut out for no reason to just show freakazoid playing chopsticks on the piano very poorly for about two minutes and then just jump back in um just i guess to fill time or whatever the jokes are dumb the the animation is is Solid, like I really like this style of animation. It was a ton of fun. Um, his backstory for anybody that doesn't know is there was a teenager who is like the supercomputer nerd. So right off the bat, already relate. Uh, he gets a chip for Christmas that has a flaw in it that if you input this sequence of number or sequence of keys and then press delete, it sucks you into the computer and turn and gives you super strength, all the information on the internet, but then turns you into a nut job. And his cat walks across the keyboard, and he sees it, and he goes, oh, let me just get this out of the way. And he hits delete, and then it turns him into Freakazoid. So it's a great show. I kind of remember that. I think I watched that when it first came out, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, no, I mean. Oh, I loved it. It was great. It's it's very fun. So that was the nerdy thing that I did is when I found out about it after work, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to watch seven episodes right in a row without stopping. So that was me. Oh, that's cool. The show that I watched around that period that actually crossed over with Batman the Animated Series was Static Shock. Yes, and if I remember correctly, that I don't know if it was the original animated series, because I know they did stuff with Batman Beyond. 
was there actually stuff with just straight up regular Batman? Or? He crossed over when um, it turned into the Batman and Robin adventures. Okay. Because I know there were, there was four seasons and there was quite a lot of episodes. I, and it's been a while since I've sat down and watched all of them again. Um, Static Shock was a really cool episode or really cool TV show too. And Static Shock was a character created by the WB that ended up being in the comics. Wow. Usually yep. don't see that happening. Well, it, you see it with um, Harley Quinn. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but cool. So that was that was me. Um, I've been on the podcast enough times to know who should be next, but I still don't. So whoever's next, go. If you two want to fight to the death to figure out who goes to go next, that's fine by me. I Erica have goes no physical next. way to stop you. <laughs> well, Erica, what was dirty <laughs> with you? Uh, so I did a lot of fun stuff, so I'm trying to get back into my hobbies, so we'll start hobbies again, I don't know wherever you go with that, but probably the nerdiest thing I did this week was I finished Miss Subways by David Duchovny. Took me a week to get through it. Took you a week to go to Subway? It's a book, Matt. Miss Subways, it's a book. Are you done? For the moment. Subway. Uh, and it w- it was great. It like when I talked about it last week on the podcast, um, I was like halfway through it and it was really good. And, you know, when you get to the halfway point in a book, it can go either way. It can go downhill real fast or it can, you know, you know, just kind of taper off or it could just like ramp up. And this ramped up. It was it was so good. So good. I can't, I can't say enough things about good things about the book. So, anyways, that's what I did. I read a book, and it was amazing. Cool. I, I, it wasn't my nerdy thing, but I finished book, um, I finished book six of um, Dresden Files. I nice. started book seven. Uh, how many total are there? Like 14 15. or so? 15? Yeah, okay. Yeah, this will be oh. the second 15 book series I've read this year. There you go. Yeah, I started you on it. It's so good. But the other thing was I tweeted at David Duchovny and Stephen Colbert how much I love the book because I saw his interview with Stephen Colbert, which is why I knew there was a book. And then I purchased said book, you know, advertising in progress. And they liked it. I'm very excited. Aw, that's always so cool when that happens. Yeah. Did you go yeah. around telling people? I just did. <laughs> no, like with, with, with like what Rusty did. No, no, I just told you guys. I don't even think I told him. So, um, so for me, um, Michael messaged me and was like, "Check this out!" And I get um, Pillars of Eternity Two Deadfire came out, and as part of promoting it, um, the cast of Critical Role did a free at a free DLC for the game where you can get character portraits for each of their characters and. Um, Sound and voiceovers for each of their characters. Wow. So as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, Pillars of Eternity came out today and immediately got it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I, um, I've played it for the last two days and it is far beyond the original game. Um, it, the graphics are just a huge boost. I mean, imagine Baldur's Gate, but with really nice photorealistic terrains and active terrains that move around under your feet and um character and all the audio is scripted well just about all the audio is scripted and um i i love like you go through this 
otherworldly terrain where um, you go to step and a bridge like forms under your feet. Um, That's cool. The lighting effects are also really cool. Like if there's multiple light source, you have shadows cast in multiple directions. And when you move around, the shadows move. And um, there's been a few scenes where there's like torchlight and I'm like standing in the hallway and you can see the shadows of the characters projected really big on the wall and they're moving as you move. Oh, wow. Yeah. The um, the other thing they improved was overland travel, where it splits into kind of like a Final Fantasy one character moving on a map mode, and you go from area to area. So it really like made overland travel and exploration a lot smoother. And they mm-hmm. added more of um, events that happen in a scripted skill mode. So like it goes to the separate screen and it goes to like a skill challenge where you can pick different members of your party to do different skills. So it's not like a lot of those isometric role-playing games where your main character skills are the only ones that really matter. So you're not pressured Mm -hmm. to make a Jack of all trades because there's, there's a lot of those games that you just can't succeed at. If you don't make your character a Jack of all trades, you can do that to your group and, get into these interactive skill challenges and be like, oh, well, I'll have this guy climb up the wall and save the person, and I'll have this guy solve the riddle. Yep. Well, yeah. Very cool. It's really cool, and it's much better than than Tyranny, because that game sucks. <laughs> I'm looking at the Steam page on it right now. It seems interesting. And it, it's a... If you liked Pillars of Eternity, it's a huge improvement, and um, there's also, like, you can import your character from Pillars of Eternity... And all the choices in that game you made um, affect how people react to you in the, the sequel. It like remembers every single choice you made. I love stuff like that where it's where there is an impact. It's not just you know it's supposed to be a sequel, but they exist in two separate you know almost two separate universes. Where yeah, it's this, the same character air quotes, but you know it's like ah you can make them completely different. But if they e- import save files, like I, I always love that continuity when when games present it and do it well. Uh, it always just adds an extra layer for me. So well, when you're in dialogue, one of the great things about Pillars of Eternity was when you were in dialogue based on your background choices and skills, it gave you different choices in dialogue. Well, um, based on the choices you made in the first game. It gives you different choices in dialogue, and it has a little icon next to him showing that it that choice is something based on something you did in the first game. That's, That's pretty cool. awesome. Cool. Yeah, I, I like also it. love that it has um, ship-to-ship combat in it. Ooh. Yeah, you're you you're you're the captain of a ship. You were the you were the lord of a keep in the first game, and in this one, you you're the captain of a ship. So you're you're taking the ship around, and there's pirates, and it's it's really neat. Yeah, it sounds really neat. The ship to ship combat kind of plays like ship to ship combat board games where you have to you have to turn starboard and turn port. You have to jib and you can take your turn to move your crew around to make sure that your crew can um, can operate the different parts of the ship. Mm -hmm. And like if you have some ship that are on rest, you have some crew that are on rest. So if the crew is damaged in combat you have to switch them out or you don't have anybody to operate your cannons or you don't have anybody to steer the ship based on who took it, who got injured. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it's fun. all right. All right. <laughs> I had, I have one vitally important question because the wrong answer to this would require, would end up giving like requiring me to give it a zero out of 10 review because it's got naval 
warfare and and you're on a ship and things, does the game include the phrase poop deck? It hasn't so far, but I might not have seen that. All right, you've got to keep me informed on this because otherwise, nope, not worth it. Zero <laughs> done. Get it out of here. Game <laughs> uh... So, um, Matt, who do you vote for? How many widgets do you give? You get four. Hmm. Well, that that answer to that last question kind of threw a monkey wrench in my plans. No poop deck, huh? No, no jokes. I'm always a fan. Of, I'm always a fan of immature humor. So, uh, I guess I guess three are gonna go to Erica because I haven't been able to. I haven't actually finished a book since I reread it, and that really doesn't count because I'd already read it in the past. And uh, I guess Brian, you'll get one because. You know, again, this is subject to change based on uh, more information as it becomes available. <laughs> <laughs> and Erica? Um, gosh, I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to split them fifty fifty. Matt gets two, and Brian gets two. All right, all right. I am going to give each of us one, and then my third, my my last vote goes to Matt. So. It's a three-way tie, unless anyone wants to screw that up with a negative widget. Yeah. Eh, no, let's let's all be... You know, actually, you know what? Here's what I think we should do, Brian, because we each have one negative widget, right? I think, in honor of tomorrow being Mother's Day, we should each give ourselves a negative widget and let Erica win. Okay. I think I think that's the proper thing to do. Well, I want to do it. I'm going to give Matt my negative widget. And I will give Brian... Yeah, no, you don't want to keep your own. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'll give Brian a negative of mine. So, there you go. Erica, you win. Keeping your own own negative widget is sort of like holding on to your own poop deck. Exactly. (laughs) Nobody wants that. (laughs) Yay! Thank you. So thoughtful of you, Matt. Happy Mother's Day, Erica. Thanks. Hooray for Earth. Hooray for Earth? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. His other he has a that's, lot of catchphrases. That's one of them. Less catchphrases, more just me quoting pop culture like the parrot that I am. Oh, by the way, I'm a parrot. I'm not actually a person. In case you guys didn't know, very good <laughs> at imitating human speech. Um, on that bombshell, no. <laughs> I just uh, thought it was kind of obvious that you were a parrot. I mean, anybody who knew you would know by your marvelous plumage. Yes. That, well, thank you. I, I work very hard on it, you see. <laughs> You know what the best part about this is? Is Amelia copies, like, everything Matt says. Like, all his little catchphrases. Like, he'll come, and he'll be here for a day, and he'll say something like, hooray for Earth. And then for, like, the next week, Amelia's like, hooray for Earth. And I'm like, yep, yep, there it is. That's (laughs) the joke. (laughs) So, Erica, you have one, but I have a really important question for you. Mm. More important than boob deck? More important than... No, nothing is more important than a poopy deck. Okay. A poopy baby. Gross. A poopy baby is more important than a poopy deck. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's like projectile confetti pooping. Oh, man. That does happen. Less confetti unless you count corn as confetti. Corn-fetti. <laughs> I, at the risk of a huge tangent, I never laughed harder at How I Met Your Mother than when they did the confetti explosion. Really? Yeah, when they were like, and no, it wasn't confetti. <laughs> they, just show, <laughs> they just show Marshall getting drenched in confetti, and you get this mental image of what it really looked like. Yeah, that that was really good. 
So but my question is, what's so great about crossovers? What's so great about crossovers? Yes. I mean, they're crossovers. You get to take, like, two things you love and, like, blend them together to make either the funniest or the, like, the thing that makes the most sense, like, fiction. It's super fun. It's fan fiction. Everybody loves fan fiction. But in actual shows and movies, we see them. I mean, comic books have made an industry out of them. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just really fun to take two things you like and put them together. Why do you think everybody loves Reese's? Everybody loves Reese's. Unless you are allergic to chocolate or allergic to peanut butter. No, okay. Can I, can, I, can I interject on this? Because I You saw... like for very specific reasons. No, well, no, that's not what I was getting at at all. Yes, no, I have a Reese's hierarchy, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, no, I saw a post. I think it was an image screen cap from a Tumblr thing that was posted on Imgur, Twitter, or something or whatever. But basically, it was some kid recounting a an encounter that he had in grade school where he knew a kid who was allergic to peanuts, and he's like, you know what? I want to know what the what everybody like why everybody loves these things so much and the kid who's allergic to peanuts takes out his EpiPen has it at the ready grabs a Reese's cup just shoves the whole thing in his mouth chews swallows and then just jabs his EpiPen into his leg yells out to the teacher somebody call an ambulance and I want to be as hardcore as that kid <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why everybody loves crossovers. Everybody loves Reese's. When you love two different things and you put them together, you know, that you, you get to love something even more. I get it. It's like putting mayonnaise on a peanut butter sandwich. That's well, that actually brings up an interesting point, um, <laughs> because not all crossover, not all every single crossover is good. Um, I tried the mayo peanut butter. It's good. It, yeah, so <laughs> you know, you're not gonna, you're, you're gonna fool me into tr into trying that myself. <laughs> I see where you're going with it, but one of the things that I think is really interesting about crossovers is, especially if you're getting you know, two very disparate types of media to crossover with two very different creators, have seeing how the two styles blend together, where you really like one thing and you really like another, even if it doesn't necessarily work together, just seeing how, you know, the finished product ends up coming about and how they try and blend those styles is an interesting, is interesting to see in and of itself, regardless of the content. That's one of the things that I've always thought is interesting. If we didn't have crossovers in fiction, you wouldn't have a fan fiction industry where people are crossing over Buffy and Charmed like crazy. Oh no, they'd still do yeah. it. It's yeah. just you know, <laughs> they would they wouldn't have that. They would they would keep doing it on an amateur level. They'd never have that itch scratched. And then you'd get you know, I guess no. If we're taking you know fan fiction and crossovers and things to its logical conclusion, if we didn't have crossovers and fiction, no. Well, yes. But that's the logical conclusion, right? But if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yeah, because Fifty Shades of Grey came out of what? What was it? Shitty, um, shitty Twilight, Twilight fanfiction. Twi fan shitty fiction. Twilight fanfiction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. I mean, they oh. changed. Yeah, they just changed the names. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then it's. So just, who are they 
supposed to be? I mean, I've never watched Fifty Edward Shades and Grey Edward and Bella. That's, well, that's how it started initially, yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you needed a reason to hate it more. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so. Did I ever tell you why I've never read Fifty Shades of Grey? I don't think so. Okay, so the reason I've never read, nor will I ever read or watch the movies, is because... Um, I, I I heard about it as it started to become a phenomenon. And I'm all about, you know, sexy books and erotica and stuff like that. It's a very natural, fun thing to do. Um, and I read about it. And I was talking to my sister one day. And I told her, yeah, I'm thinking about reading it. Everybody's reading it. And they seem to like it. And she goes, don't. And I was like, oh, okay, why? And my sister and I share, like, the same taste in pretty much everything. And I was like, why? She goes, they're written terribly. She's like, they're just horribly written. It's just like, she said, he moaned, she moaned, he said. And I was like, really? It's that bad? She's like, yeah. She's like, a fifth grader could have written it had they had any idea about porn. And I was like, oh, well, I'm never reading that. Yeah, not only not only does the content not appeal to a lot of people, but no, it, it is more more so than anything just a literary literary abomination where it's it's just I had heard the same things where it's just very poorly written, and that's why with when you're dealing with crossovers, if you get official versions, if for nothing else, they are usually done with the quality of the actual products that you're used that you like you know, that they, they stem from. Yeah. So, so that's definitely good. So we've gotten some cool ones over the years. Like, um, we got the power Rangers got to cross over with the Ninja Turtles. Yes. Most and, recent, most recently, you know, the entire sub- subject of the last podcast is a crossover. Yes. Ha ha ha. Yes. yes I mean, really, you know, it in, is. In, 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 yes, you're right. Yeah. Well, comic books are a big crossover. You, you yeah. take, you take two comic books with two characters and you ma- you you do them as a team up and you have it this big interconnected universe and it creates a big crossover or you wouldn't have Spider-Man teaming up with Ghost Rider. Right. Well, that sounds fun. <laughs> it's happened many times and it's great. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have like the Spidey and Deadpool comic, which oh, is like, that is that is that is just precious. Where they like hang out and play PlayStation together. Exa- exactly. Yes. <laughs> I've seen I've seen individual pages from it, and I, it just makes me want to actually go out and buy a physical copy. It's pretty it, it, it's pretty adorable. Um, you, I mean, more mundane shows do it a lot more often, like the shows that aren't like sci-fi shows, like um, um, like Law and Order will have some other show, um, have a cop come on the show or something, and mm-hmm. um. I'm trying to think of the name of the show. Crossing Jordan crossed over with Las Vegas three times okay. where the cops for Crossing jo- Jordan would go to Las Vegas and help investigate a murder. That's cool. I, th- I think they did something similar back in the day when CSI was really big. They'd have the they'd have the regular Las Vegas CSI people fly out to um, Miami and help. Yeah, yeah that did happen a lot. Yeah. Solve, solve the murder. So. I think there was a I think there was a criminal mind CSI crossover too once. 
Yeah, like that NCIS right. and CSI are already interconnected shows at SVU because you already have all these Law and Order shows, you have all these NCIS shows, you have all these CSI shows. So it's just mm-hmm. goes to show that they're going to cross over with each other. Like Angel was a spinoff of Buffy, so Angel and Buffy crossed over a few times. Um, recently, the new MacGyver crossed over with Hawaii Five-0. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. By the way, the new MacGyver is not bad. It's great. I was, I was very surprised. I was like, I don't know. But now it was really good. Yeah, they made it more of a team show than just about MacGyver. Yes. So they took, like, fan favorite characters from MacGyver and made them regulars and made them a team, rather than having MacGyver have friends that he works with on occasion in occasional episodes. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, uh, that guy that's with him is from CSI. Yeah, his his handler or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Jack and Jack was Jack. a character on the original MacGyver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the act the actor I for, whose name I forget was he played Nick Stokes on CSI. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a thank you, Matt. I'm You're so welcome. bad with names. Yeah, Jack. Jack is the name of that character. Jack was um, uh, MacGyver's screw up friend that always pulled him into capers. Yeah. Yeah. Capers were happening a lot more in the 80s, I feel. Yes. We need to have more capers today. There's too much There's too much negativity and stuff getting us down. We just need goofy 80s capers to come back yeah, more often. And they're, they're so, <laughs> and, and they're so good with smoked salmon. Uh, <laughs> uh, you walked right into it, Matt. I, I told you guys before we started recording that I wanted to share my favorite crossover was when the real world crossed over with the show Las Vegas. Okay. So cross Las Vegas was one of those shows that crossed over with a lot of different shows. It crossed over with Heroes. It crossed over with um, um, Crossing Jordan. Um, they, they would bring the casino from Las Vegas into other shows all the time. Well, in an episode of Las Vegas, Van Damme came on Las Vegas playing himself, and he was going to do a motorcycle stunt. Well, someone sabotaged the motorcycle stunt, and Van Damme was killed. And the rest of the episode and the next episode was them investigating Van Damme's murder. That is really cool. Yeah. Wow. Jean-Claude Van Damme (laughs) is dead in an interconnected universe. That's cool. Wow. Oh boy! Yeah, John Claude Van Damme loves playing himself. He's done it in he does it in a series on Amazon. Yeah, I was gonna say he does. Yeah, and he did it in the movie um um JCVD. JCVD is a great movie. Is it literally called JCVD? Yeah, it's a great movie. John Claude Van Damme plays himself. Okay. Yeah, he plays himself as a washed up actor who um he's sick of playing all these B movies in Russia and stuff like that, and he's um dealing with a divorce and um he ends up being in a bank when it's being robbed and the bank robbers make it look like he did it <gasps> oh I, re- I i heard something about this yeah okay so that's all i got i just remember hearing it so our main thing to talk about today is the crossovers we want to see we want to see our favorite properties mashed up with our other favorite properties let's start with matt so i was thinking a lot about this last night and I was thinking, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways that crossovers could be cool and a lot of different reasons that people, myself included, would want to see different properties crossed up and mashed up and, and 
fan fictions are abound for various reasons. Um, I'll let you know now. None of them are porn related, so you know. Aww. <laughs> nope. I'm that's it. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that came <laughs> to mind. How to make that uncomfortable? One hundred and one. Right. Yeah, no. And what's moving your on. Porn. Anyway, so one of the mashups <laughs> I was thinking about, uh, <laughs> that immediately came to mind. Um, and Erica, I think you'll really like at least half of this. Um, okay. Because uh, as anybody who's listened to any of the episodes that I've been on before knows, I am super into video games. So a lot of the cross-ups that I, or mashups that I think of off the top of my head are usually video game related. So one of the things that I think would be really cool for a game concept would be a, a mashup or a crossover between Fallout so like a Fallout universe set game with Pokemon in it. So okay, that, that has the really potential awesome. of being amazing or terrible. Right, right. And I think what would need to happen for it to work properly is it would, it would need have to be to... like a Pokemon Go like well like within it. Uh, I mean, I was thinking more of like a like a traditional um, Pokemon game. Like, I mean, obviously, if you were thinking, you know, you. It, it, Depending on the system and depending on on who's working on it, it could be Fallout style with moral choices and things too. But obviously, you know, you'd need to have the random encounters and the Pokemon yeah. system and all that. But Death Claw yeah. uses gore thinking... attack. It's right. super effective. Yeah, <laughs> against everything. Like yeah, because yeah. you would you would obviously you would have there would be some Pokemon from the original game that would still be able to exist in a post-apocalyptic world, and there would still be that oh whole. Oh my god, <laughs> they'd have to be like. Transformed via radioactivity. Exactly. Okay, I'm totally in. Yes. So yeah, you'd see, you know, kind of what they did in Pokemon Sun and Moon with the different forms. Instead of it being fun Hawaii forms, it's oh my god, radi- irradiated, mutated, horrible monster versions of your uh, favorite, you know, elect your favorite electric mouse also now has, you know. Instead of just electricity, it's electrical radiation. And now, if you expose, you know, your your favorite little Pikachu that travel along with you, you have to wear power armor because it'll kill you if you're not uh, covered up from the radiation exposure, um, or stuff like that. You know, I think yeah. that that would make a really interesting and, if done properly, a very fun game mashup to play. Oh, and like one of the moral things is like if you're like starving or something, you have the option to uh-huh. eat your Pokemon. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Oh, that'd be great. I'm in. Yep. Sold. So that I was that was one of the very first things that that popped into my head when it's like, oh, okay, crossovers or mashups. What would be interesting? I'm like, well, that one just because of all of the different uh, avenues that you could explore when uh, when combining those two properties. So. You know what's funny is eating Pokemon is a moral thing that actually happens in the Pokemon universe. Oh yeah, no, they absolutely do it. Magic yeah. all the time. Uh, yeah, they have Magikarp sushi. <laughs> uh huh. So oh. it's like, it, I mean, it's it's kind of like you know <laughs> the lies. Everybody hates Magikarp. Well, yeah, yeah, but the thing about it is, and and I was just recently playing uh, through some different versions of Pokemon again. Uh, Gyarados is stupidly strong; like it's such a good Pokemon. So if you can if you can get through the agonizing grind, getting your level five Magikarp to level twenty to get a Gyarados, it is so worth it. But most people are like, you know what? I'll just I'll just use this this Squirtle that I got from from the old guy and, and not worry about it. So. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I I get you. I get you. Uh, you make me want to ha- see Professor Oak on Doctor Who now. 
I mean, that would be a fun one. <laughs> I who knows? Maybe maybe Professor Oak is doc is a doctor and is just like you know he's he's living in the Pokemon universe, being like, well, it's time to set these kids on their adventure. And my work here is done. And then you know he that that machine in the back of the lab is actually just the TARDIS. And when they come back, hey, I beat the championship. It's like, oh, my work here is done. No 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 no. Or whatever happens to Doctor, <laughs> I don't really watch it. <laughs> That's that's more six million dollar man, but whatever. <laughs> I thought you were singing the theme song. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, great. cool. So who ha- who else has some awesome mashup ideas? Well, I Erica? guess that makes me next. Um, so I was thinking about this, and I was like, we could talk. I could talk about stuff that you know that I'm recently into, but I've been in, into a lot of stuff for a very long time. As Brian says, I'm I'm a big nerd or whatever. So um so I started like going back, like what things was I like heavily into like six, seven years ago that I would want to see mashed up. And I want to see True Blood and Dexter mashed up. Oh, so um, Dexter just kind of kills through all the vampires and werewolves? Kind of, but Dexter doesn't realize that they're, like, supernatural. So, like, shit goes down, and he's got to figure out how to... Instead of, like, trying to figure out how he stops fucking up murdering, you know, humans. Like, he's, he's always making mistakes, you know, even though he thinks he's got it perfect. Now, he, like, goes oh, that person killed somebody and doesn't know they're a werewolf. And then it's like, oh, fuck. Then, like, escapes and has to find this whole, like, world he didn't know about where he thought he was the baddest thing out there. And it turns out he's not. I think that would be really cool. That would definitely be interesting. Or the one time he gets somebody, like, a like a uh, is True Blood only werewolves or there vampires in there, too? I'm not familiar with no, it. No, there's right. vampires, werewolves, witches, so, voodoo so, queens, zombies. So, like, he, get, he captures a vampire, and he gets him on, he gets him in his little plastic wrap, wherever, you know, was, I was trying to think of something clever, but failed on the spot. But he gets him in his little plastic wrap area, and he, like, stabs him, and then the, the person on the table is just like, and... Yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, all right. Uh, now what? <laughs> that would yeah. be, yeah, that would make for a really interesting show. Well, the premise of True Blood is everybody knows that vampires exist, okay? Vampires are out, but werewolves aren't out. Witches aren't out. You know, stuff like that. We're here. We're vampires. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. if Dexter was in the True Blood universe, he would he would know how to kill vampires. He would know how to kill vampires, but okay. Gotcha. Or or he's about to like, you know, poke somebody with his with his killing knife and through the window there's like a full moon and it's like as he's stabbing someone the hair, their chest starts getting hairy or whatever. He goes, "Well, this is a problem." Yeah. Basically. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Brian, not And then yet. his sister shows up and says, "Fuck a lot." Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> Deb. No, Deb. they were they were married in real life, and that made it awkward when I learned yeah. that. <laughs> and then they got divorced, and then it made it somehow more awkward. <laughs> yeah. So she had she had that weird facial thing, like she that lip, she had something with her lip. I don't know if it's like um 
if it was her acting or what, but she like didn't move like one part of her lip when she talked a lot, and it annoyed the fuck out of me. I I uh. think because of Dexter's psychopathy, he would accept the super- supernatural world because he felt oh, like yeah. he was already outside of the world. So he would totally accept the supernatural world. And then there would be this whole thing with Dexter um, questioning is since the supernatural is real, maybe his psychopathy is a supernatural event and he's some kind of creature. And then he realizes, no, he's just human with a psychopathy. And you could go into all sorts of cool stories. And Mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. I think it would be a lot of fun. Oh, and there are fairies in true blood. Sorry. I forgot the fairies. There are fairies. And they're shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. Lots yeah, of stuff. True Bud got really freaking weird at the end. It did. But I and loved it. Just it. Like, and now he turns into a horse. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what my favorite character in True Blood was? I'm going to see if you can guess. Who is my favorite character? I never watched the show. <gasps> oh. What? All right. Was it, was it Jesus? No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus wasn't in True Blood. Oh, Jesus oh. was. was about and for our next mashup, Jesus in True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Just him showing up on Earth. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, so I hear you can turn water into wine. Can you turn wine into blood? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, you guys are. That's this is not okay, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to say I I do not promote this. No, no, no. We got to do... De- mm. <laughs> Dad! <laughs> you take care of over here. Right? <laughs> anyway, sorry, not to, not I, to cut you I off. I just want to see Dexter on True Blood now. That That's just an amazing idea. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, Brian, I guess that makes it your turn. All right, we never so- got to hear your favorite character. Oh. My stupid joke ruined it. <laughs> Yeah, what was your favorite character on True Blood? Lafayette. Oh, I know who that is. The best fucking character on the whole show. I don't know why I pushed for that so hard. I've never seen the show, and I don't know who that person is. But hooray, we now know. So well, anybody, you can look it up. Look it up. He like like once That's you how I know stuff about the show is looking it up. Yeah, like how you know how uh, once you get past like the the trite parts of it, you know vampires and sex and blah 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 the stuff that's been done over and over and over and you get to like the heart of like the relationships in the show that's what's a lot of fun and that's why uh lafayette is my favorite character he's just a cook that's it he's just the uh, the the cousin of the main character's best friend who is just a flamboyant cook who just wants to tell you how it is it it's fucking amazing and then his storyline like like he was like a secondary character and apparently he was supposed to be killed off or something but everybody loved him and so like he like he kept going because he was killed off in the books if i remember right i could be wrong um it's been like 10 years but um so but they kept him like because he was like he was just the the flavor of the show it was it was so good and like I think it's, like, season three, like, they really start, like, his character develops, and he, like, gets a boyfriend, and, like, it it really moves forward, and he just becomes an even better character. If there was anything they did right in that show at all, it was that character's progression. So, moving on, Brian. All right, my fantasy mashup is um, 
I want to. So I really like Westworld, and in the Westworld is a theme park where it's robots and it's all the old West. And there's other theme parks with other other eras. Well, I want to see a medieval theme park on Westworld. That's Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what you said last night. I and and I think that's great. And tell 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 everybody what your your idea for an attraction at the park would be. Okay, so my idea <laughs> of an attraction at the park is that there uh, whoever's in the Westworld park is entered in a lottery, and every day somebody gets to kill Joffrey. But it's not just like just random names. They have to fill out how they want to kill Joffrey, and whoever comes out like the most creative thing. You know what I mean? Like, just like the more creative people get with how they're going to kill the bastard. Have you ever watched Westworld, Matt? I haven't watched either of these properties, one, so. One of the best things about Westworld is it's um, it's a the theme hats. park. <laughs> it's a theme park where you get to go in and you get to play a role as a cowboy and you can go and play in the Old West. But the creators of the park make these narratives in the ro- in the robots that are playing these people. They call them hosts. Well, the hosts are like NPCs in video games. Okay. So the a, a good part of the show is commentary on how people play games. Like, there's one character on the show who he runs into the old man who's like, thank you for saving me from the stagecoach that was going to hit me. My family has this treasure. Can you go out and find it for me? And here's a map. And it's like the NPC giving you a side quest. Right, exactly. It's like, but can you shut have... up? I'm trying to find all the pine cones, okay? Well, <laughs> then they have the guy's friend who, when the guy approaches with the side quest, he immediately shoots him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm doing the thing. Shut up. This is tourist shit. Let's go have some fun. <laughs> Like that episode of Futurama where they're at the moon theme park and Fry's like, no, I want to go to the real moon. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's amazing to be in a world where it's like you could be like playing your part. You're in the restaurant. You're like, I'm enjoying the old West and I really like this. And then you got the guy that just comes in and kills people like immediately just starts shooting waiters. Yeah. It's like, like, damn it. Turn it, turning cheat modes like quick save right before you go into a town in Skyrim or something. <laughs> it's just like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my shouts and magic on everybody in here, and after I've collected the biggest bounty, I'll just reload and have zero consequences to my actions because I'm a closeted psychopath and I love wanton destruction. <laughs> and and that that's exactly what you hit on. Like that's like part of what the show's about is like. those like raw tendencies that people like when you play games like i play games both ways so like like fable is one of my favorite games the first one and the second one and i think the third one i played them all that's not the point so um where you get to be the good guy like i think i think it's the last one that came out with where you get to be really good or really bad anyways so I'll play through like as an angel and by the end I've got like a halo and then I'll start over and then I'll literally do the exact opposite and murder everybody <laughs> because I like to play games both ways. And that's part of the commentary of Westworld is like, like what do people do when there are no consequences and there's no one watching? And right. it's, it's very cool. It's very cool. And then the flip side of that is not only what do people do when nobody's watching, but like what, 
what makes a person like are these host people is it programming i mean it's it it you know and if it is then people are murdering them they're literally murdering other people but if they're not if they're less than then how are they able to feel emotions it's i told you you would love it you would absolutely love it you should watch it yeah it's a good show okay as, as far as mashups go though it it could work because they're both hbo shows and Westworld has this whole thing going for it. Like there's in the original movie, there was a medieval world. So they could make the medieval world on the new show, Game of Thrones, and they have access to actors. I mean, they could they could downscale a little bit so they don't have to use the amazing budget they have on Game of Thrones. But they could throw they could do a few scenes with where they go to medieval world. And it's like um, it's like the guy allying with Ned Stark and then Ned Stark gets hung type of stuff. Spoilers for the first season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, but yes, that in and then every day, Matt, the park resets. Every day, the everything resets. Yeah, so hmm. you see the same narratives until gotcha. the until they patch it and do a new one. Mm-hmm. So until they do an update. If you're a super rich bastard that's going to this park a lot, you're seeing the same narratives over and over again, and then they do an update, and you're like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get, let's see what's changed to the patch notes. Okay, <laughs> that's that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's. I think the base rate for going to the park is four hundred thousand dollars. No big deal. Just a draw a drop in the bucket. So yeah, no, that I think that'd be a perfect matchup and an actually feasible matchup because Game of Thrones is ending. We don't know where Westworld's going, but I can definitely see those actors like signing on for a couple episodes. That'd be awesome. Oh, it's such a good show. So we got a little bit more time. Does anybody got any other crossovers they want to throw out there? Um, I mean, I, mean, I, I could come up with a lot of shit. I, I, I yeah, I, I have some notes. I, I won't go into too much detail on on one, but I have another one that I think would be cool, just because um, they're so similar yet they're so disparate in in their origins and and just the way that they handle certain things. I'd like to see either a story. Or a, or a tabletop version or a video game of uh, D&D versus Warcraft. I think that would be really cool. Um, because then you'd be yeah. able to see how the different versions of like races interacted. How orcs and elves and, and humans and whatnot from D&D, D&D lore versus the Warcraft lore would interact and things. Um, you would have... You know the crazy, the crazy uh, uh, monster battles from some of the some of the cooler. Um, you know, you'd have like dragons, ver- you know, diff- the different it's, types of dragons and all you that. You should say that uh-huh. because I actually played in a game where we were playing characters from Forgotten Realms, and we went, th- we had an airship that went through interdimensional travel, and it went to Azeroth. Nice. One of the things that I thought would be a really cool. Um, just because I've been playing, you know, obviously I've been playing Hearthstone for, uh, at this point, six years. And our current D&D campaign, we're in Ravenloft. Be like, you, you, your party accidentally stumbles into a battle between Deathwing versus Strahd. Just to see, it. Just your people, you're just like standing there going, well, this is probably something we should avoid, but I can't look away because it's too awesome. So. I just imagine Deathwing just like creating like world ending fire and Strahd just producing mists and just stopping it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's like two radically different, you know, uh, uh, 
type styles of, of, you know, how they fight and gameplay and, and the stories that they're involved in. And it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, no, this, this would be super interesting to see. And then obviously whoever, whoever's making it or whoever had more influence on it would be able to say, well, you know, I like, I like this character. I like this franchise better. So this is going to win. Or, you know, if it's something where you're actually involved in, it's not just a story. You, you as the player could influence it, say, Hey, if we, we were to, you know, get, get some, have some influence one way or the other, we, we would be able to, you know, make one side superior. And I think that would be, that would be just a fun one. uh, Just because there's so much, available in in lore on both sides of things and so many ways that they could line up against each other you got me thinking about it because it's like strahd isn't like the direct fight type of guy no exactly so i i just see it just resulting in some kind of thing that makes that that makes strahd all of a sudden uses magic to control deathwing well i mean deathwing was uh now, I never played World of Warcraft, so I might be getting the lore wrong. I'm getting all my lore from Hearthstone, which is so it's like, eh, take this with a grain of salt. But from what I understand, Deathwing was like a regular old good dragon for a while. And then uh, I want to say it was Yasharaj, the old god, corrupted his mind. And, and, and I don't think it was 100% mind control, but it was kind of like insidious poking at parts of his brain to make him wake up and, and have this horrible rage sort of thing. So I think that would be an effective tactic because it sounds like Deathwing's not the most mentally stable of the dragons out there. So, And then you can have Deathwing as a vampire. Vampwing of death. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so vampire. That, yes, there you go. <laughs> um, I thought of a really simple one um, that's just it just works so well is um, Power Rangers and Voltron. Has that not been done already? I probably, I, I mean, I think Power Rangers, I mean, one well, I guess, a I guess of the other. I'm not really sure which one's older because Power Rangers was around for a while in Japan and well, I mean, I guess Voltron was around is, for a while in Japan. Yeah. One, one is a Sentai and one is a Mecha style show. So it's like, I don't know if they would have, you know, crossed over officially, but it totally makes sense. That would be pretty fun. Now, I mean, just seeing those two teams interacting with each other outside of their big giant robots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're really the same kind of thing. Right, right. It's just like, oh, my God, we're carbon copies of each other. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. You know, when I was a little kid, kind of, again, tangenting a little, but I had what I have to assume was probably like a $100 voltron toy set that was these fully posable articulate lion like they were made of metal they weren't like plastic except for uh, some of the bits they were like metal yeah i remember those from when i was a kid and they they you could obviously you know twist them up and and put them together in a certain way and then they would come together and form the voltron robot and i remember having them and i don't know what i did but I was dumb and a little kid, so obviously I broke it. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, the way that they snapped together, I, I took one of the arm pieces, like one of the arm lions, and I accidentally snapped off the thing that like connected it in. So um, I, I was I was distraught, and my my uh, parents super glued it back in, but it was never quite the same. And if uh, looking back on it, I'm like, I could have just played it off. It's like, yeah, it's Voltron, but he's got a torn labrum. So his shoulder, you can't really, it's not super active on his right side. <laughs> wow, your childlike brain was 
was really what was really good with anatomy. No, I said if I was looking <laughs> back on it, that oh. was off. No, <laughs> I wouldn't have learned about Torn Labrums until high school. So, <laughs> Erica, do you have any more? Uh, I mean, I could always come up with something, but nothing that I've actually thought through thus far. Goku versus One Punch Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that Goku versus One Punch Man happened on One Punch Man, but they just changed the character. Did they? Well, oh, no, no, they did Piccolo. No. Oh, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, they parodied Piccolo. Piccolo. It was, well, yeah, because it was Boros. That was the the big bad of the first season on the anime and in, in, in the manga. But like, no, just because um, both of their right, like both of the writers of those series are just. Uh, Toriyama, um, in, unintentionally, and I forget the guy's name, but the dude who writes One Punch Man, very much intentionally are like, well, this guy's my favorite, so I'm just going to make him stronger than he has, like, way stronger than he needs to be for no reason. So it would just be to see who, who can outplot armor the other person. Yeah, One, one Punch Man <laughs> is an entire commentary on the Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it's a, it's a parody. It's a parody of everything. It's a parody of Superman and, um, Goku. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's so funny, and um, I read way ahead. Like I watched the first season, the only season of the anime on there, and I was like, "Oh, this is very funny. I enjoyed it." And then I read it's way past it in the um, like the manga is way past it, and I read through there, and I went, "Oh, this is even better. This is great. I wish I had done this earlier." So have they done a season two of the show yet? No, it's in production, but it's done. By, it's being done by a different studio, so there are questions about the quality, but uh, we'll see. Oh. Speaking of things, did everybody hear that uh, more Rick and Morty, 70 more episodes? Yay! Yeah, yeah, they announced that on Thursday. Yes. Isn't yes. it not coming until like 2020, though? No, 2019. Oh, okay. So, Erica, we've had a week to prepare. We have, have you thought of any Guess the Movies? Oh, any Guess the Movies without saying the actor, right? So, instead of doing, instead of doing um, Movie Described Badly, now... We're describing a movie badly, but the other hosts have to guess what the movie is. Ooh. Okay. I'll be terrible at this because I haven't seen most movies, so. Uh, or hilarious. Or hilarious. Yeah. You'll be, you know. But they usually go hand in hand. Porque no los dos, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I did come up with a movie. Are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready, Matt? Go for it. All right. I have wash- IMDb ready to go. A washed up reporter with big dreams. It's Minions. It's Minions. It's got to be Minions. It's Minions. Is it Minions? <laughs> it's not right <laughs> Was it Minions? God damn it. Fine. I'm done. What was the whole thing? I want to hear the whole thing. Sorry. Okay. okay. I- I'll stop. So, a washed up reporter with big dreams hates himself and finds himself stuck in a poduck town that he hates. And the radio clock never shuts up. Oh, um, Groundhog Day. Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> God damn it. All right, your turn, Matt. Um, Describe a movie badly. Right. Or, uh, or a video game. No, no. no, I've, got, no I've, got, I've got a movie. I've got a movie. Um... I'm just trying to think of the best way to describe this. A okay, a it's the worst day in this mama's boy's life. He see he, he, there's also a kung fu priest 
and a weird unbirthing scene. That's my description. The worst day in this mama's boy's life. Yeah, there's a kung fu priest kung fu and a weird priest. unbirthing scene at the end. Weird unbirthing scene. Worst day in this. Oh, that's great, but I don't know. I know. It's really good. All right, Matt, you win. What's it's, up? It's, so it's called, it's actually got two different titles. Um, it's a Peter Jackson film. Uh, let me just make sure that I have the title right. Um, it's called Brain Dead or Dead Alive. I've seen it. Yes. I have not. So it's I've, it's very it's a very good bad movie. But basically, it's um it's all it's you know it's in more or less it's what I said. There's this there's this guy that lives with his overbearing older older mother that uh there's what what's the what's the animal what the hell's the animal it's a Sumatran rat monkey that gets brought back to this town in the zoo and the Sumatran rat monkey bites his mom um, and she gets sick and dies and she comes back as a zombie and she, she like spreads the zombie-ness to other people and he keeps, the, the son keeps her locked up in his house because he's like, well, obviously I got to find out a way to fix her or, you know, I can't let anybody know about this. And then um, there is a Kung Fu priest and he utters the line, I kick ass for the Lord. So already 10 out of 10 movie right there. Um, and in the end of it, she, the, the mom mutates into this horrible, like giant zombie monster thing. And she kind of shoves him up into her hoo-ha. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the movie. And it's Peter Jackson, which is hilarious in and of itself. Yeah. He made some weird movies. He did. It's very good. Wow. Yeah. All right. You ready for mine? Yes. Go for it. A guy has big dreams, but no matter how hard he tries, he just can't get out on top. I feel like that's a plot, not a very accurate movie description. It's a bad movie description. That's the point of the game. Okay. A guy has big dreams, but he just can't quite get up on top. On top has something to do with it. Uh, Pee Wee Herman circus movie. Big top. I can't remember what it's called. No. No. Uh, it, you you, you want to take a guess? I mean... I mean, I want to take the low-hanging fruit and guess Brokeback Mountain. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. No, it's Inception. Oh, I get it. The top. Ah, blah, 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 blah. You know, because the top. Dreams and top. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. we get it. You're very clever. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is giving me that look right now. Yeah, I can see it, too. I don't even have to mm-hmm. do that. I can that. <laughs> yep, I am. <laughs> All right. So, any um, um, Matt, you got anything cool going on this week? Um, I get to see uh, my parents' new kitten this weekend. Oh, I don't know if he's a kitten or not, but... Um, I get two new kittens! Yeah! Right. Oh. Uh, other than that, nothing is jumping out at me like oh right i'm doing this you know so um oh my god <laughs> apparently eric has got something though no i have nothing uh i'm just like because we're sitting here and i'm like flipping through amazon because you know why not and and there's a poster and it says please remain calm and there's a picture of lettuce remain lettuce <laughs> oh my god that's a great pun Sorry, go ahead. I'm over it. Are you though? I don't think you are. 
<laughs> what about you, Erica? Do you got anything cool or nerdy going on? Uh, we are going to the Ohio Caverns next weekend. So Ooh. That's pretty that should fun. That be cool. Oh, and I just found out my new best friend, Stephanie, got us tickets to go see a Magic Mike show. So that'll be fun. I've never been to one. The There's a... What do you mean a Magic Mike show? I'm assuming like a male stripper show. Yeah, it's called like Magic Mike. Yeah, oh, like I, they're calling it based on the movie name? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like apparently they're supposed to be the same characters from the movie. And yeah, I'm oh. super excited about it. I've never been to one. I've really wanted to see Magic Mike. I think that would be a lot of fun. It's a it's a funny movie. Have You, you haven't seen the movie at all? No. And I've been wanting to. All the stripper sexiness aside, it's a very fucking funny movie. I enjoyed it. I like Joe Mangliano. I like his name. I don't know who he is, but he's got an interesting name. <laughs> who, I, I don't remember who, which, who that is. He might only be in the sequel. Oh. I, I haven't seen either movie. I just know Joe Mangliano's in one of them. Oh. He played the... He, he was in True Blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. He was... Yes. He's very cool. I like him. Very sexy. Um... What I got going on is today I'm going to go to um, Two Bit Pistols show, which is Daniel Cross, the guy who does our music, going to his show tonight. Um, and I um, and then in two weeks I'm going to Strategicon, which this one is GameX because they do it three times a year, and each Strategicon is called something different. That's very cool. Oh, it's so much fun! I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to that. I got friends that I used to go to the con with every single time, and they moved to Pennsylvania, and they're coming back to go to this one. Ooh. And since I'm moving to Oregon, it's probably my last chance to see them for a while. Where are you moving again? Oregon. Mm. I said it I said it the way people who live there say it. Oregon. Oregon. I said it that way. Okay. I didn't yep. say it the way I grew up saying it. No, you no. Go. You did initially. Yes, you did. I said Oregon. I didn't oh. say Oregon. Hey, I found out not to interrupt. You started to. Nah, but uh, <laughs> anyway, no, I am. I Matt's do have like, something. This is really interesting, but I do I have, have something, something important um, to share. Yeah, no, I'm gonna try and buy BlizzCon tickets today. Ooh, Ooh. November, right? Uh, yeah, but it's it. The tickets go on sale in a half an hour. And ah. I'll be in. I'll be in Oregon. Oh, at the time, well, so. actually, oh, okay. I was like, well, I was just like, what? Where's oh. BlizzCon this year? Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah, it's always in Anaheim. I yep. don't. I didn't know that. Yep. It, did they have it at the Anaheim Convention Center? They do. Yes. Yeah. Last year, I tried to buy tickets, and I was in the process of typing out my information, and I got to check out. In between, when I got in and got to check out, they were sold out. Ah. So. But you're prepped now. Yes, I have my info copy pasted in Notepad. Did you do it virtually last year? I didn't go virtually because I'm like, if I'm gonna go, I want to go. Because so. I understand if you get a virtual ticket, you still get all the add-on, the free add-on to the games you get for going. Like, I'm not worried about the add-ons and stuff. I want to actually go for the experience, and I want to go and meet the people and, and, like, go. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not necessarily yeah. worried about the in-game stuff. And play in a huge fireside gathering? Yeah, that would be super cool. Or actually get to, like, talk to Brian Kibler or whatever. That would be neat. Yeah, I guess they did this thing where, like, you fought... Uh, 
you fought a Lich King that had like 10,000 health and you did it with a group. Yeah, yeah, they had the the giant raid boss last year and all the the pros were there and and although this this one will have uh will be a little bit sad because Ben Ben Brode is no longer with Yeah. So he might still be there though. I honestly wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he'd still show up. Have you guys been playing the Witchwood Dungeon Crawl? Yeah, Monster Hunt. I have. Have you? Yeah. No. Oh, it's so much fun. It is very fun. I beat I beat the Time Tinker on my first try. Yeah, uh, I, I finally got all the characters, and um, but I haven't beat Hagatha yet. I I actually still like I get to the the final boss every single time with the tracker, and I still haven't won because of bullshit RNG. I think Hearthstone hates me. So, but the, that's no that's no different than than ladder play. So it's all good. <laughs> the tracker is the last one I beat it with. Mm-hmm. It, She's it the most fun, while. though, honestly. But I for for the kobolds one, I still haven't beat it with the priest. I haven't beat it with Rogue. I get to the last boss every time because I don't get Jades, and Jades are the way to win with Rogue. So yeah, um, Jades are also the way to win with the Tracker. Yeah, you get you get uh, Cult of the Wolf, Sticky Fingers, and you get an early um, Jade Shuriken, and that's a very easy way to win. I just haven't gotten those three lined up yet. I ne- in in my entire time playing the Tracker, I never got the one that makes your hero power one, and you can use it twice. You never gotten that choice. Never gotten that choice. Wow, that's yeah, that's like the for best sure. Because you know what's going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, Erica, you played the first dungeon crawl in in Hearthstone, right? The kobold one. I think so. Yes. Yeah. The um the new one they give you six unique characters to play four. with unique abilities. Oh, four. Yes. Yeah, four unique characters to play with unique abilities, and once you beat it with all of them you get access to the final boss, which is Hagatha, who has 100 life, and you switch between decks as you play her. It is pretty cool, yeah. Wow. Oh, I've, watched okay. a bunch of, I've watched a bunch of people play, and um, it looks like it's a lot of fun. So Yeah, I've been, I've been playing against Hagatha. I just haven't beaten her yet. I watched Brian Kibler beat her on his first One try. try. Yeah, he's like just like, no big deal, nothing. I got this. He was yeah. like, this was too easy. It kind of ruined the fun for me. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, what was funny is before we got on this, I had a video of his just pa- I was watching a video of his and it's paused in another tab. So he's one right. of the two one of the two streamers on Hearthstone I watch consistently. Yeah. Um, Erica, you were telling me about that game you played, Ascension. Oh, yeah. Ascension yeah. is a lot of fun. It's a deck building. Mm-hmm. Brian Kibler is one of the creators of that game. Oh, well. I mentioned this already. Awesome. I did. told you this like I did. Yeah. I was like, don't don't act like you never heard that before. Come on. Well, so for the listeners fairness, that lost us. No, in fairness, I did just hear it for the first time because I'm terrible at names. I hear things yeah. for the first time all the time. Yeah, mm. we all do. Matt doesn't like that explanation, even Matt's though he's like, right. I have an identity memory, and everyone else should, too. Obviously. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear I something just... cool I just found? Yes. No. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> My yes counters his no. So, again, I'm while we're talking, I'm just, like, you know, lazily browsing through Amazon, because why not? And I found one of those old uh, alarm clocks, you know, with the with the bells when the little thing goes back and forth. And instead of having numbers on it, 
they took a bunch of pop cultural references and put them. So, like, noon is, like, high noon. <laughs> and then 9 o'clock is, like, cold mum at 9. And then uh, 10 o'clock is, like, the, ha- the, the hashtags from Doctor Who when you're, like, counting on yourself how many times you've seen them. Like, they, it's like they copy and pasted it. It's very cool. Wow. Like, every single number is from somewhere. Sorry. I just thought it was a fun, nerdy thing I just found. Erica is the uber nerd on the podcast this morning. I am not. <laughs> I, I think the radiation from the widgets is going to your head and making you nerdier. Oh, that must be it. <laughs> It'll wear off, right? Do, do you it's mean right? that, that nerdiation? how come none of us have ever thought of that one i I don't know i'm very good at puns very good at very bad puns and (sighs) wordplay which is why he has me giggling all the time i have to say having you on matt is far from a punishment (laughs) i understand The jokes, the jokes are real, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I think that's it for today's show. I don't think we have anywhere else to go from there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've we've hit it now. Whether if it's the pinnacle could, or the rock bottom, I don't know, wanna, but we've hit I it. I want to end it with one question: If you could mash up our podcast with any other podcast, who would it be? Our Does, podcast? Uh huh. Uh, I'd probably want to mash it up with Lore because I really like Lore. Oh, I'd like that to would take, be cool. All the nerdy things that we talk about and have Aaron Mankey tell us where they came from. See, I, I want to match it up with the black tapes. And it's like, as we're talking, all of a sudden demons are trying to hunt us. You hear weird sounds and there's an upside yeah, down. It's like, it's we're, like, oh, that's fun. We're just having a normal episode. All of a sudden you start hearing weird sounds in the background. And, <laughs> that would and be Erica goes AFK for a bit and then she comes back talking like she's possessed. <laughs> Slightly off. That would be interesting. I would mash it up with "What should we draw?" by the Droppy Boy because that would be that would result in some great jokes and goof 'em ups. Mm, if you think yeah. if you think I'm funny, get people who are legitimately funny on, and then they they would be hilarious, and I would be. Uh, you you sell yourself short all the time. Well, I am short, so that makes sense. That was a pun intended. Yes, but. I mean, all the time, because you and Brent get together, and you guys just play off each other. It's just a beautiful thing to watch. That's so, Erica, Erica, make it happen. Get Brent and Matt on at the same time. All right, I'm on it. That would be an interesting show. So, my dogs are flipping out insane I can hear in them, the background. Yes. So, Erica, can you close us out while I mute? Sure. All right, everyone. Uh, today we talked about fantasy mashups, not those kind, the uh, the nerdy kind. And we had a lot of fun doing it. We came up with some great ideas, some actually feasible <coughs> HBO. And uh, it, it's just been an overall great time, great discussion. So I want to thank Senor Corbell for being with us. It was fun. There, that line in Spanish, again, also another pun just for good measure. There we go. <laughs> Super vegan Brian. Goodbye, everybody. And this is the Cursey Smurf signing off. Stay nerdy, stay informed. I just want to say, Michael, that's how you close out an episode. <laughs> Obviously. I'm not even here all the time, and I know that. Oh, 
Everybody cut everybody off. All right. Thanks for listening to our new show, Podcast Radio.